0: This is Hawkeye Guns Podcast. Man, it has been a minute since we've had some Hawkeye Guns, but welcome everybody. It has, well, it has been, been winter uh, yeah <laughs> uh, sometimes we're good about that yeah November 14th was the uh, the last time we punched out a cast so uh, in the four months in between there um, I've had a lot
1: going on how about yourself sir uh, as far as firearms right not not really I'm still in the my kids in college phase. <laughs> Um, what I, more than anything else, what I've been doing is scoping out what I want to buy when I'm done paying for college. A worthy and noble goal, sir. Um, in in that vein, I'm sure you're aware that we just had SHOT Show. I am. I am. Did you see anything that, that struck you as like really awesome and cool coming out? Because I didn't. Okay. I,
0: (sighs) yes and no. Um. As you know, I'm generally just interested in shotguns. Um, Correct. There there really wasn't anything I saw that really tripped my trigger except one thing. And that was simply because I'm a shotgun whore. Um, uh, Stoger... Came out with their, uh, of course, you realize this year, or maybe you don't, um, this year is Stoger's 100 years of Stoger. So this is a 100th year of think, their brand. I think you
1: talked me out of a Stoger at one point.
0: I don't like their over and unders. They're very not good. Uh,
1: and that actually makes sense, because I think if I'm remembering correctly, that's exactly what I was looking at.
0: Yeah, they're they're not good. They're, they're not.
1: Um, it, it was pretty looking, but Oh well, no, they're pretty. it was going to be functional.
0: Yeah, well, it'll be functional for the first month or two. And then you're gonna have some <laughs> problems. Uh, get the CZ, you know, <laughs> like like just take the CZ. It's much better. Um, but um, Stoger has their M300 signature coming out, which is their hun- celebrating a century of Stoger guns. It is AAA grade figured walnut, a nickel finished uh, uh, receiver engraving. And it runs the same system that their sister company, the Benelli, does. So it's that that um, inertia gun. It's the same one uh, that the Franke uh, Affinity Three basically possesses as well. It's kind of that Benelli Franke Stoger kind of incestuous. Here we're just going to rob somebody's parts bin type stuff. Um, the the so, so they managed
1: to press both your pretty and functional buttons.
0: Yeah, and it's less than seven hundred bucks.
1: Oh, and they pitch, they pit, they hit your Cheapskate button too.
0: Yeah, it's it's a, it's a hat trick. It's a trifecta. I must have one. Um, that and it's and it's it's like a signature series. So it's like a, a limited edition. It's pretty. It's cheap. And it's something I shoot. I I, I have to have one, right? Like I I need yeah. this. <laughs> so that was the only thing that I saw. Um, now they say they'll be available this year, uh, the hundredth year of of Stoker. Um, I have not seen well, one it's, in it any it seems store. like there's some
1: incentive to get it out and ready to go You'd
0: year, figure. Then. I mean, it's like, it's kind of like the reverse of the, uh, Henry Father's Day gun that you had, <laughs> uh, or the, that was at the shop. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's really important that
1: you get that something out now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember if I messaged you about it or not, but I ended up seeing an advertisement for Henry's Gun's Last Father's Day. Um, and it, it, I think it was kind of like and you could see that they left the date out of it this time. It was kind of <laughs> like,
0: good plan. Hey, smart. <laughs> you know, have that engraved later. If you really want to put a date on it, have it engraved later. Um, but, yeah, I, this shot show, other than the the M3, uh, M3000 three M signature, um I really didn't see anything that I just really was excited about at shot show.
1: Well, as far as handguns go, it seems like it's the year of the twenty eleven.
0: I did see a lot of those come up on people's reviews and and videos and stuff like that.
1: And uh, and I and that didn't really as much as they are very very nice and a lot of them are like downright awesome. uh, I think a lot of it came from John Wick uh it, it, people who want to be john wick
0: i i can't um, disagree with that yeah
1: but but at the same time for me just because i'm a sig whore if i were looking for a metal framed uh hammer fired double stack nine millimeter firearm i'd probably be looking at a 229 not a 2011
0: i could understand the choice uh i i really can i i d- Having my first Sig, I've been you know shooting a couple of Sig's uh, at at ranges and stuff, and they really are. Generally speaking, I still don't like the three twenty, and I do apologize to all the three twenty the uh, uh, shooters out there. I'm not a big fan of that, but uh, I've shot a two two nine, a two two six. The the two two six is a little bit big for my taste. It it is a very big gun. I will tell you though. Um, the one I really liked was the Sig P two ten. A friend of mine had one. It, it's an old, it's an older code, uh, but well,
1: that's that's also kind of like their um, uh, competition gun.
0: No, it, it is a hundred percent. I mean, you can rig them out to do as you know, as you well aware, you can rig them out to do anything.
1: Yes. Uh, they, well, they they also put out a carry version of it, finally, because people finally went, I use it for competition. I'd love to carry one. <laughs> yeah, this is really great. Can I have one and carry? Mm, no.
0: Uh, yeah, the, I didn't shoot the carry. The, the one I shot w- was roughly as old as I am. I think it was made in the 70s. It had um, kind of horizontal striations on the grip. The grip was very light-colored. Uh, It it was a lovely gun. I I just thought it was. Now, they have an updated version of it now that's, like, way more beautiful. It has better grips on it. You know, it has uh, striations on the front of the trigger guard and more uh, stippling on the the grip and the back strap and stuff like that. They have a better version of it, but that's not the version I shot. I just thought it was the smoothest freaking handgun other than a Beretta uh, 92 FS that I had ever shot. It was well, really th- nice. That was the
1: other thing that that I saw is um, Walther finally got rid of the uh, their PPQ um, uh, uh, competition firearm and, and made a PDP ver- version of it. Yeah, and I kind of understand why they did that. You know, uh, they've, they've also come up with several different sizes of the PDP. Right now, you had the full size, the carry size, the and then what they called the female size. <laughs> I, some
0: sometimes I wonder, like, who's asleep at the wheel over at Walther? Like, please don't call it the female size.
1: I like that size. <laughs> and they came up with something I think that's kind of in between the, uh, the carry size and the female size. Um, uh, the other one that I've been looking at that I think I will probably pick up once the finances are a little bit more even in my life is... Uh, And it was something that I will admit, I looked at when it first came out and said why. And the more I've thought about it, the more it's grown on me, which is the P365X Macro. Which is basically something in between a normal P365 and then a P320, which I think is going to be the right size for, for my hand for that type of firearm. Uh, i've i have it pulled up and
0: looking at it it's actually quite a lovely looking gun yeah um, yeah the
1: it's, it's the p it's the p365 writ large but not quite as big as the 320.
0: yeah yeah and i i i kind of get that you know uh there i i do think it's going to sell well um which means it will be tarnished forever in the history and annals and history of of sales and guns uh because i am always wrong uh about that kind of thing
1: <laughs> but, but they actually have been selling pretty well
0: uh i just i, I thought it was uh, really lovely i um i did see uh i don't know if it's new or not okay so i i don't know when it came but i did see the um taurus came out with the 917c uh, the compact yep. and it's basically a beretta 92 clone um For all intents and purposes,
1: Taurus has always kind of had a Beretta clone.
0: Correct, and and I don't know if it's new or not. This was just the first time I'd actually seen
1: one. Well, if you didn't notice this year, Taurus had some issues with the GX4.
0: Yeah, I did know that.
1: And as much as they have corrected those issues, and even did even did what a lot of these companies are doing with their. Uh, making larger versions of their small compact carry guns. Uh, y- you get the large version of the Hellcat. You can now get the P3 size X macro, and they did the same thing with GX4. Uh, but if you haven't noticed, with that going on, Taurus has really doubled down on revolvers this year. No, I didn't
0: know that, have they?
1: Yeah. they've. They, what they've kind of been working on is concealed carry revolvers. And they've come up with some like really once like they they've got a they've got a really snub nosed judge at this point. I think oh. I sent you a picture of that at one point. No, car. I they did see the picture. The I didn't know like, that it was like, yeah. Oh wow. Like like a one-inch barrel. Um they've got a um a 38 special that will fit in your pocket almost.
0: Wow, you're not kidding. The Taurus 605, which is a 5, five, five shot three fifty seven, the Taurus three eighty. Which is a three eighty five shot mini revolver, the three twenty seven, which is a uh, double action three twenty seven Federal Magnum, uh, also compatible with thirty two H and R Magnum, and thirty two Smith and Wesson. So that's a pretty small caliber gun. The Taurus eight fifty six, the Nine of God, they have a lot of them.
1: Yeah, and once again, you you look at the little judge. It's kind of like I hope someone's close, but if they are, damn.
0: I have to say that that I have three centerfire pistols that are that that I consider mine in the house. Like Shannon's got one, but but I don't count that. That's not my gun. Uh, I have, of course, my Cheetah. I have the Legion, which I carry. So the cheetah is a nightstand gun. And, and,
1: and I'm going to jump in one more, quick, just to throw in one last thing. They also took and did the executive-grade Taurus Judge, where they polished the hell out of it and put oh, a pretty I'm wood grip on it. Oh, I'm fighting
0: that right now. Hold on. Taurus Judge... <laughs>
1: Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you.
0: Uh, Taurus Judge Toro... Ma- oh, wow. That is a shiny shotgun pistol. That is what that is. That is... <laughs> yep. I kind of like it, but no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, even... Mm, I have mixed feelings about the Judge. I I tried to shoot one, and I found it much very similar to the Bond Arms um, Derringers. Like, if you need a shotgun, get a shotgun. If you're going to do a revolver, do do a revolver that you can shoot well this doesn't seem to do either thing very well and i understand that there's a a a market for them i understand that there's a purpose for them i just don't happen to gel with them very well and it, it may just be because of what i do or what i shoot um but, uh, yeah, I have, I have three pistols, okay? I have the, the Cheetah, which is beloved and sits in my nightstand. I have the Legion, uh, the P238 Legion, which is a fantastic firearm. But the one that stays in my office, because I work from home most days, and I realized that the shotgun, the Cheetah, and the Legion are all in my bedroom, which is across the house from me. And I, on a whim, I because it was $105, I purchased the Taurus G3C, um and then polished the barrel which is still lovely polished um uh, after over a year now um uh, and i just love that thing it works really i think honestly and i'll say this and everybody's going to yell at me i think the g3 and the g3c are what glock should have migrated into and that's going to get me in I, trouble
1: i will i won't argue with you
0: I, I think it's just a lovely gun. It doesn't have the. Uh, it doesn't have a Sig trigger. Okay, it's not as balanced well, and as crisp as a it's Sig. Not,
1: it's not. It's not going to. Yeah, but it definitely has something that is functional and useful. But it has it's a not... very functional, nice trigger. It's not Sig quality, but it's very nice. Well, it, it's it's not the PT one eleven, which was their first uh, striker fire. No, trigger, which
0: was was, was truly bad. terrible. You know, I personally, I think. And this is just my opinion. I don't want to start a bar fight, but I think Beretta and Sig and pistols probably have the best triggers that I have used. I really like the Beretta triggers. I really like the Sig triggers. So that I have. Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. I'm I'm gonna as much as I am a SIG whore, I am going to argue with you. And I think you're going to agree with me. I think you've just forgotten. HK? Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, my problem with the HK. And, and we've hashed this out but but my problem with the hK is you have to spend so much money to get it.
1: They're coming down but God dang is that a nice gun yeah, I, it, the yeah. prices on those are coming down, are they? Yeah, there's actually been some deals, not on the, the P30s, but on yeah, the... <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say, I'm looking at a P, That's exactly what I did. I went and looked at a P30 <laughs> right now. I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> uh, they, they, they've been dumping some VP9 uh, of, the, of the subcompacts.
0: Okay, the VP9. The VP9's a lovely gun. I got to well, shoot one the same, other day. It's,
1: it's the same gun as the P30, but it's striker fired instead of hammer fired. Yeah,
0: it's a lovely gun. Now, a, strike,
1: a striker fire is always going to have a slightly worse trigger than a hammer fire. But, I would
0: agree agree with that
1: yeah but at the same time it's it's still the hk trigger and the, the thing is is that this almost almost the same triggers what you'll also find in a walther
0: yeah yeah the walther hasn't has does have a nice trigger the the shannon is a walther girl although she said just the other day she's like look if you run across another g3c i want it to replace my walther that's how much she likes the g3c Wow! I know, and she got to shoot it the other day. She's like, "Oh, this is freaking awesome! I
1: love this." I'm like, "Really? It's a Taurus, aren't you a Walther girl?" She goes, "I don't care. I like well, this." It's about the you know, not now. I'm thinking about it. It's about the same physical size as her Walther, so it probably fits her hand. And then you throw in the fact that it actually. It carries twice as much ammo as her Walther does?
0: No, it's not anywhere close to exactly the same size. It is exactly the same size oh, as her okay. Walther. It is, it is exactly the same size. <laughs> like, you could put them side by side. They are the same length. They are the same height. They are the same everything. It is the same
1: size. Um but- because I, as I've told you before, I think I could put like a P365 with a slightly longer grip into her hand and that, I, if my guess is after all the years we've talked about this, it's, okay, this is going to sound bad coming from <laughs> being the fact that I, she's a size whore.
0: Yeah. Oh no. For sure.
1: It, it, it's it's all about the size and grip of the firearm, and I think which she's had all primarily single stacks that have been that size. Well, because for she years. needs for,
0: because she has little tiny pygmy hands. She she requires a small wasted grip.
1: Yeah. And and, and, and that's, normally that's, that's, that's a single stack. I'm, that's why I'm looking at the X macro instead of continuing with the 320s. So I, I've, I've got a I've got a, the 320AXG, which is the most expensive firearm I have, um, or at least I'll rephrase, the one I paid the most for. Right now, if you look at what <laughs> the prices are now, my Henry rifle is the most expensive firearm I have.
0: Yeah, those aren't, um, those aren't
1: cheap. No, those have gone way up in price. Uh, and, but at the same time, I wouldn't get rid of the 320AXG, but I've got just a standard 320 that I will probably trade in towards the X macro. I, I, for no other reason uh, than the smaller grip fits my hand better.
0: Not only do I agree with you in concept, uh, in function, I think you're going to be a lot happier, uh, with, without the 320, you know, moving to, to something with a little bit tapered, uh, grip and, and a little bit smaller because the, the 320 is kind of chunky. Yeah. Um, in in almost any form factor I've ever held it, it's a little chunky, and and I'm I, I'm picky about that. Um, you know, who'd, who'd have thought the shotgun guy's going to be picky about handguns? But but uh, like the the grip <laughs> and the caliber make a difference. Yeah. And, well, yeah. Uh, but you
1: like your three eighties, which are always going to be smaller.
0: Yeah, I love three eighties. Um, in fact, I only at this time I only own one nine millimeter. And it's the G3C. Yeah. I mean, it's lovely. I, I can't find another reason to buy another 9mm because it does everything I want it to do. So, um, yeah, this shot show was a little weird for me. Um, oh, you weren't kidding. Those Henry's got expensive, didn't they? Jeez. Oh, yeah.
1: Wow. Oh, did you did you see that Smith & Wesson created a forty four Magnum lever action rifle?
0: I did see that. And... Um, I mean, they're just following the trend. I mean, that's that's all it is. The tactical lever actions and the tactical, you know, lever actions in general are are really once again.
1: John Wick did that.
0: Look, <laughs> can you think of a better plan to
1: launch a firearm line? No, I mean, uh, per, uh, what's the, what they're called? Per- precision um, precision fire It's not precision firearms, but the the, the company that actually does the conversions for that for the John Wick gun. Yeah. Uh, their business like doubled overnight. Uh,
0: I, I don't doubt and, it. Yeah. Um. I don't particularly like the black and silver one that uh, that Smith and Wesson has. It's the the model eighteen fifty four lever action rifle in forty four Magnum. Now, the one everybody's going to get because it's twelve hundred dollars is very you know it's very nice I guess. But when you compare it to its sister, which is Thirty five hundred dollars um, with tiger maple, <laughs> tiger stripe maple stocks and and stuff like that. Um, I would prefer that one. Although, honestly, dude, um, I have a forty four magnum rifle. Uh, th- thankfully, from you, um, I could never imagine trying to use or trying wanting uh, something other than the Henry. It's just too nice and too easy to to shoot and I, I, lovely I, I, gun. I,
1: I, I, and as much as Smith & Wesson is Smith & Wesson, I promise you that $3,500 um, uh, 1854. Mm-hmm doesn't shoot as well as your Henry does.
0: I, I I can't imagine that it would. Now I'm not trying to be a Henry snob or anything like that, but I've shot oh, every every <laughs> other type except for the Smith and Wesson. I've shot every other type of 44 mag lever action that you could find. I've shot the Winchesters, I've shot the Remingtons, I've shot the Marlins, I've shot all of them. Um and I'm just telling you the Henry is better. And anyone who's... And I've had die, died in the wool Winchester and Marlin guys pick up that Henry and shoot it. And they're like, yeah, you're right, this is better. I mean, I, I, every one of them. Because it is. It just is. And mine doesn't even have a side gate, okay? <laughs> Yours does. I don't need it, but um,
1: I, t- I told you I was shamed into that anyway. So.
0: <laughs> I did, Like it's never made. That's,
1: a, that's that's not how John Wayne loaded his.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's how John Wick might load his. I don't care, you know. Like he he he'll just throw it away. Uh, it's it's a lovely <laughs> lovely gun, but I I didn't see anything new from Henry other than the, um, you know, they have their their uh, signature. Uh, series guns, you know the Silver Eagles and the and the, the whole. Uh, uh, uh,
1: uh, with, with the exception of decorating their firearm in, in something different, I think Henry's doing well enough at the moment that they don't really need to.
0: God, they've got all kinds of neat
1: stuff. I mean, look, they
0: have their axe, they have their big boy revolver, they have their their lever action. Um. Rifles they have their single shot rifles.
1: Oh, oh, did you see the fact that they did create a tactical axe though?
0: Yeah, I did. It's not yeah. my favorite, <laughs> but no. I mean, it's <laughs> be honest, it's not my favorite, but um, they have all kinds of neat stuff. And uh, you know, they have the Homelander, or not Homelander, that's uh, that's the boys, uh, Homesteader. <laughs> That was embarrassing. <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, it's not. Yeah, no, It's it doesn't like to stand on the uh, top of a building and spooge on the world.
0: Yeah, it's it's not that. Um, but uh, the, the the Homesteader was a wonderful, although I don't see it on their website right now. Where is it? Hold on. Did they stop making it already? I don't know. Hold on, because it was all over at one SHOT Show last year. Henry Firearms, Henry Firearms. Hold on here. Uh all firearms. Hold on. Uh, Let's go to center fire. That's not in there. Classic rim fire. Golden Boy Rifles. Youth. Oh my God. Oh no, here it is. Okay. Homesteader. Okay. Like, homesteader nine say. millimeter. I'm like, he won shot show last year. I have one. Actually, bon, I stole it, but um I swapped him out for the Marlin 3030. But um he kills coyotes with it. But uh, and it's perfect. He does with it what you would do with a nine millimeter carbine. He shoots rabbits and coyotes and and uh, groundhogs and foxes and crap like that that are bothering his his garden and his dog. So, um, that's literally what it's for. Wonderful gun. Uh, I have difficulty finding something wildly new that I was interested in in Shot Show twenty twenty four. Other than the Stoger one that I was telling you about. And that's just more like it's pretty and I want it. Um, It was, it was, I wouldn't say disappointing, but, but after last, you know, after 2023 SHOT Show, I didn't really see much. Um, and, and of course I wasn't interested in most of the pistol stuff, which you're right. It was like 2011's like everywhere. Everybody had a new version of it, and 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 stuff like that. And I just, I'm not there.
1: Once again, people who have money who have been into John Wick are spending thousands of dollars in the Sony's
0: 2011s. Oh yeah, I don't think they're they're hurting for business at all. It just wasn't something that I was interested in, and for the stuff that I'm doing, you know, I've got a friend who is seriously into, um, target and defense shooting, and he's like salivating all over them. I just really wasn't terribly into them. I mean, I've been doing a lot of range work for for stuff and, and pistols and everything. And normally what I take is two pistols. I'll take my Cheetah. And when I run out of the two boxes that I brought for ammunition for the Cheetah, because they're $25 a box for or $22 a box for 380, um, I will switch to the Browning Buckmark and blow through as much 22 as it takes for them to get done with their stuff. And that's what I'm normally doing. Unless somebody else is like, hey, Sean, you have to shoot this. Uh, <laughs> in which case I'll go over there and put a magazine through it. You know, no problem. You know, and that's where I've handled a lot of the pistols that I've handled the last year. Uh, but, uh, no, I, I didn't see a lot in the way of shotguns. I mean, the Browning A5 came out with a 20-gauge version of the A5, but I'm not a huge Browning A5 person anyway, so I love a 20-gauge. Love a 20-gauge. Uh, some of my favorite guns are a 20-gauge. In fact, we're going to talk about it here in a little bit. I got another 20 gauge uh, very recently. Um, In fact, I got four guns, almost, almost five. Oh, you know what? I wanted to update you about this before I forget. Remember back in November, we were looking, or I, we, I (laughs) was salivating over the Remington 105 CTI. It is the world's worst shotgun, (laughs) right? Yeah. It, It is terrible in every way. Um, except it's pretty and it was at the time it was very innovative. Well, I found one and this guy, um uh, no uh, this guy was he was like, Oh yeah, I've got one and everything, and he sent me pictures and I was like, Oh, okay, cool. And you know, he was talking about a price for it, and the price was very good. I thought it was very reasonable, which to me threw up some flags. And <laughs> I went to go see, I'm like, Can I
1: see it? He goes, Yeah, come on over. And oh, God. I, I remembered it looked funny and I was about to try to Google uh, <laughs> Google it to see pictures of it again. And I just type in Remington 105 and the first thing that comes up is parts problems oh, recoil.
0: God, it was it was terrible and <laughs>
1: customer service phone number. Oh it's, it's <laughs> I got there
0: and <laughs> there were there were two there were two issues, okay? One of them was immediately apparent as soon as you pick up the gun, the bolt would not release. <laughs> I could not, no matter what I did, no matter what he did, we could not get the bolt to release. And I'm like, uh, what's wrong with this? You know, and he's. I don't know. It wasn't like this the last time I handled it. Wait, wait a it. minute.
1: You mean the fact that it's a Remington 105 wasn't an answer enough to that question? Right, right. I'm like, is there a shell stuck in it? Is You know, we stuck a flashlight in there. Nope. Uh. <laughs> He
0: was just being cranky, and then he. I was like, "Okay, uh, we're gonna have to figure something out here." I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And so he dropped like half the price down. I'm like, "That's odd." I'm not that good a negotiator. You know? <laughs> like, you know, he just wants to be rid of this thing. and I was like, "Hmm, that's weird." And then the more questions I asked about it, it turns out it wasn't his gun; it was his dad's gun. And I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, let's call your dad." And, you know, I just talked to him about it. Like, what? Like, maybe we could ask him about what the hell's going on with this bolt, you know? And he's like, well, no, no, no. He's very busy. And as it turns out, his dad didn't know he was selling this gun. And I'm Uh-oh. like, I am not stepping in the middle of a family thing with this. Now, I, I'd love to buy it at the price we were talking about and all that kind of stuff. But... Um, I, I can't buy somebody else's gun. That's It's basically like if he went to the cops and said, my kid sold my gun and I know where it is, you know, and all this stuff, I mean, I could wind up in trouble. I, I don't, I don't want to do that. So I had to walk away from it. But it was the o- only one I've ever held in my hands. And, of course, I couldn't run the bolt. It would It would not, true to form, it would not cycle at all
1: that should tell you something
0: yeah i was like mm, maybe this isn't a good idea
1: <laughs> like, like maybe mm, maybe not it's, it's it's a little bit of a hint there
0: yeah yeah i, I think it was the
1: universe trying to tell me something uh, so now but, now for the record we've both been in the position where their universe is screaming at you and you're just going huh ah, la, 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 la. Yeah, <laughs> fingers <laughs> in the ears <laughs>
0: Absolutely. No, I'm going to get one. No, I'm going to get one. And then we stupidly call the other one
1: and say, hey, do you, or text the other one. Do you think I should get this? Hell yeah, you should get it. <laughs> well, for me, it's uh, Smith and & Wesson and Springfield Pistols. i <sighs> only seeing one going, I should get one of those. I should and get the that. Thing, now, the, the fact that I have, I have never liked shooting any of the ones that I've gotten has nothing to do with it. I'm still looking at it going, that looks kind of cool.
0: Dude, <laughs> if they had been like $150 cheaper, um, I'd have gotten that Springfield um uh, Browning High Power clone. Yeah. Oh God, does that thing look cool? It's just it's so sexy. I think it's the SA35. So uh, but, but, sexy. But even,
1: even Gerson is making one of those these days. I know.
0: Though. I know. and and But it was just like, oh, look how pretty it is. And it's like all in military kind of satin matte and it's freaking cool. And it's a nine millimeter, which means it won't blow my wrist in half. And, oh, man. And, you know. The 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 retailer that I was at I don't remember where I was was it was like eight fifty I think they've come down since then but it was like eight fifty and I'm like "Mm, this is like a seven hundred dollar I need that not an eight (laughs) fifty I need that (laughs) this is no (laughs) I don't think I can like I can't explain that to other people (laughs) I don't I don't think like Shen's gonna know where this came from and that I didn't trade for it she's gonna know I bought it and that's gonna be a problem um. But, yeah, I, I have the same issue with Springfield. But um, I did, since November, uh, when I told you and the rest of the world that I was going to slow down my firearm purchases, I have purchased four firearms. Uh, yeah, we,
1: we, we've all heard, said, and done that before. Yeah. <sighs> And I mean, I... Look, look, the only reason why I have discipline at the moment is because there is literally nothing there left to spend. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even put one on layaway at the moment. It would be kind of <laughs> like, yeah, I'll be paid off in another two or three years. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I was like, mm.
0: And we can go into uh, each of them in, in more detail later. But um, I, I did want to give you the list um, mm-hmm. just so. And I did want to talk about one of them today. Okay. Um, so I have since November, okay, uh, since November purchased, traded for or gotten uh, a Frankie affinity three. A in okay. 20 gauge, a Winchester SXP pump action shotgun, which if you'll, the more avid reviewer or uh, listeners will know, <laughs> I've had that gun before in the trap version and hated it. Um, So you bought a new one. So I got another one. that <laughs> <It> wasn't the <laughs> trap version.
1: <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> you Want another one?
0: Yes, please. please. <laughs> Um, the And this is another gun that's on my list of all time. Please don't buy this gun. It's, it's miserable. Um, I had an awful time with it the first time I had one. And um, I had a guy from Browning, uh, a Browning rep who was hanging out at the um, range I was shooting at. And I was talking to him about, you know, I because he saw my buckmark and he's like, oh, that's a nice buckmark. You know, we started getting, we started chatting a little bit and as you do. And I mentioned that I hated the BPS and he goes, let me guess, you couldn't get it back together. And I'm like, yeah, I couldn't get it back together. It's POS, you know. And he goes, there's a trick to it. Let me show you. it. And he showed me the trick to it. And I'm like, well, crap, now I need one. So I. <laughs> I found one uh, for, I think I paid $75 for it um, that a guy who uh, he was, he had bought some land and he was clearing out a barn and he's like, look, there's a gun in this barn. I don't want to touch it. I don't know where it's been. I don't know. Like it could be a murder weapon for all I know. Can you get it out of there? And I, I showed up and it was a Browning BPS. And I'm like, oh, we're crying out loud. I'm like, I'll give you 75 bucks for it. And he's like, sold and uh when i got it it i couldn't rack the slide it was so rusted and so beat up i couldn't do i couldn't i couldn't even do anything so i figured well i could touch up the stocks and sell them for a hundred bucks or something like that so it's not really losing money but yeah so i got a Franky affinity 3 a winchester sxp in 12 gauge the affinity 3s in 20 a Brownie bps in 12 and I'm ashamed to say I fell for the marketing hype and got a Mossberg retrograde um, which is their like um trench gun looking thing. It's got the barrel shroud on it and you know the big magazine and everything. It's
1: oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, well, okay, so then I have a a question for you. I know that you said you there's one of these you want to talk about and and I, I won't interrupt you past that, but oh, you're fine. Uh, my question is, you've mentioned off a list of guns that you have told yourself in the past that you would never own. Yeah. So my question is, either A, what has changed, or B, what is it that you have done recently that you need to pay penance for?
0: <laughs> you know, my father asked, One, I was asking the exact same question. Why are you doing this? <laughs>
1: No, have I mean, you did something change? I mean, you well, know, OK, in, so one of them, the Browning, you said you figured out how to get it back together, but you still bought a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. No. And it was a terrible example of a gun that I find terrible. So, so once again, have you done something recently that you haven't mentioned that for which you feel that you need to punish yourself <laughs> or is there something I'm missing here? I will
0: explain it to you this way, because I think this is the way that you will get it. And this is the way my brain works. Once I learned how the BPS actually goes together, and there was a step I was missing, which is turning a pin around so the half barrel pins face down instead of whatever way that that I was doing it, um, which I think was up, which is the natural way that you pull that thing out of there, and they're going to be up um, after you clean it. Um, you can't get it back together. Well, as soon as you take a pair of pliers and spin them around, it goes back in. I, I felt like I needed to prove I could do that. And then in the Winchester SXP's case... Um, I thought, you know, like I had, I had just been out, I'd just been back from hunting or not hunting, uh, shooting clays and somebody had, uh, there was a, a hunting guy out there and he had a trap gun, a, a real, like what, I don't know if you've ever seen a real trap gun with a, the competition style rails on them. Those rails are like two and a half inches tall on top of the barrel, huge rails. Right. And it took me forever to figure out. How to shoot this thing. I'm like, I shoot shotguns all the time. What the hell is the problem? Like, he goes, Yeah, with that rail, you know, it's going to adjust your point of aim and you have to do these things. So I was like, Well, maybe I didn't give the SXP trap enough credit. I wonder if it was just the rail or it was me. So I went and found an SXP regular version just the the regular field version just to see if i could shoot it um to see if i'd grown any and and gotten smarter and the answer was yes i could shoot that one um and when i got the browning bps i i just figured i will beat this i will beat this gun this is what will i will get it firing and i will
1: win Okay. So, so now I, it actually does make sense now. So for the people who don't know Sean as well as I do, what happened is, is somewhere along the line, something in his brain uh, punched his competitive button. <laughs> And he had to prove that he hadn't lost, that he'd actually figured something out and could win. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, Sean has a tad bit of a competitive streak.
0: I am slightly competitive. Um, So when when
1: something hits his competitive button, it it turns into the, I need to do this.
0: Yeah. No, it's it's bad. Um, (laughs) The girls roll their eyes every time I say, I'm slightly competitive. They're like, dad. No, you know, <laughs> Did you let the kids win? No, no. The hell would I want to do that? They gotta. You want to win? Freaking earn it. You gotta beat uh, me. They're playing Candyland. It's completely random chance. <laughs> well, I don't want to play if there's no if it's just random. I'm not playing because I could lose, and it has nothing to do with my skill. And she's like, it's not skill. It's Candyland, dumbass. <laughs> like, not nope, not doing it. <laughs>
1: I am not going to the Gumdrop Forest. Damn you! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can we put dice in this game, or like something out, like some other mechanism, other than random card flipping chance? You know, no, I, I don't deal well with with games of a competitive nature. Um, and yeah, I
1: just I, I, it's it's a flaw, one of many. I admit. But but I I just I I am looking at this Mossberg, though, and and this is I've almost owned this a couple of times where it's turned out that something just kind of hit the top of the list before it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not a bad gun. Um,
1: My well, it it, it is set up more to be a pretty self-defense firearm than a a skeet gun.
0: Well, and that's it. Just it like like I had it for three and a half weeks oh okay and uh it was it was the most recent of the purchases um what had happened is this guy had bought way too many guns. He went to a gun show and bought way too many. He bought, like, a couple Garands and a C96 and some other... Like, World War II... Why, why do you
1: need more than one Garand? I don't know.
0: I, I, I really don't. Like, I'm not a rifle guy, and I'm sure as hell not a World War two rifle guy. But he, was, he loves... World War One and World War Two guns and styled guns, oh, which is why oh, I was interested in the retrograde, right? Oh,
1: I, 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 get it. I why you'd have one, <laughs> but why would you want to beat your head over the <laughs> beat it
0: over the head with a second one? Uh, I, I don't know. Um, this is the you know coming from a guy with you know twenty shotguns in his closet. So I, I mean, I get it. I get it. I do. Um. But he bought way too many, and and this is the one. Like, he couldn't find an old Model 12 or old Winchester um, trench gun, which is really what he wanted. But this thing kind of fit the bill because it looks like one, right? It it really does, and it's, I mean, if you kind of squint your eyes, it it looks pretty damn good. And he bought it, and he didn't really need it, and his wife flipped out because he spent several thousands of dollars on these things. And he's like, I gotta sell one. Like, now. Like, today. And I had a little bit of cash, and I was like, I could give you this much for it. He's like, sold. So I went and got it, and he got some money back, and and it was fun, because he wasn't going to lose the grands right? And the C96. So those were the ones it was really trying to to keep. So I got to play with it for a little while. It's a nice gun. Okay, don't get me wrong. It's super nice. It's smooth. It's exactly what you'd want in a tactile, pu- tactical pump-action shotgun. It is. It is every well, bit... And, Everything. And that's what it
1: is. It's a pretty fine tactical pump action yeah.
0: shotgun. No, that's exactly what it is. And um I I just had no use for it. Um I have the Rock Island uh Mervia, which was a $200 shotgun. It came with two barrels and two grips and and a shoulder stock and it's nickel plated and you know, I <laughs> I don't know. I I like it. It's, it's super pretty. And this thing, I was like, I could turn right around and get $450 for this today. And I think Probably, I gave him, yeah. I, you know, and I, I gave him like 400 for it. So I'm like, I can get out of this and it won't cost me anything because I don't really need it. Um, and, and that's kind of what I did. I, I played with it for a little while and, you know, kind of did some John wick shit around the house when nobody was home. um, <laughs> <laughs> you know because that's what you do i mean that's what it's for uh <laughs> at least it was for me um you know because i had my snap caps in there and i was like <coughs> you know uh you know, dropping snap caps on the on the rug and stuff and you know cornering and everything it was super cool you know picturing dragon breath coming out of it um And then it was kind of it, and I was like, eh, I should move this on. So I don't have that one anymore. Um, It's a lovely gun, don't get me wrong. I just didn't have a use for it or need for it. And it was really kind of heavy um, compared to some of the guns that I have. But um, before I get into uh, the rest of that stuff, I did want to talk about another purchase that I made yesterday.
1: Oh, oh, Yesterday.
0: Yesterday. Um, so this
1: is why you were in such a good mood.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, kind of, yeah. Um, so yesterday our clay thrower broke. <gasps> I know. Um, apparently 12 to 15,000 clays is enough that, um, it wears out the, the spring shackle on the do it all outdoors or do all outdoors, uh, Raven, which was the model I had, have. um, and it it came flying apart in fantastic fashion uh during the middle of a shoot and i went ah crap (laughs) you know um we had the the you know extra stack on it and the wireless remote and the wired remote and i mean it's one wonderful thing but it just flew apart and we went oh crap so, uh, Buana and I have been talking about one of the things. If you if you've ever used these electric um, throwers, uh, to know about this is one, they're heavy, and two, you have to lug a battery around with you, um, because you know they're electric. So you gotta you gotta keep that with you.
1: <laughs> it helps.
0: It helps. You know, unless you unless you want to do a lot of hand throwing, which you know tires my seventy two year old father out. Um, you gotta you gotta bring some battery with you and get that stuff going. And if you shoot all day, you gotta bring two batteries with you. So it, it gets clunky fast. And we had been we had seen in uh, Guns and Ammo puts out an ep, or episode uh, issue every year uh, called Shotgun or Shotgunning or whatever it is Scattergun Scattergun that's the name of the magazine. They put out a Scattergun ep, uh, uh, issue every year. And in this year 2023s or uh, the the latest one there was an advertisement for the Caldwell Claymore. Have you heard of this thing?
1: Uh, No, but I'll be looking it up.
0: Yeah, I don't blame you. There's no reason for you to have. Um, It is a spring-powered thrower, and it requires no battery. It's not electric. But the interesting thing about it is it's not something you have to sit and, like, you know, do the spring or anything like that. It's a yeah, foot
1: pedal. Yeah, well, I was thinking about your 70-some-year-old father again trying to pull the crank on one of those ones that's spring-powered. Yeah,
0: it's, it doesn't work well, and it tires him out really fast, and, and you don't really get a lot of uh, of shooting done because it, it hurts him. You know, I mean, he's 72. He's, he can't do that anymore. And But this thing has a foot pedal that you just have to put your body weight on and it just dunk and, and resets the thrower. And I was like, oh, how neat. And it's like 300 bucks. We You can buy it at Shields or Academy or Bass Pro or Cabela's or whatever it is for for $299, right? MSRP is, I think, $330. And they show in the video, and it was in the Scattergun magazine, they show in the video this this 12-year-old kid freaking using it. And I'm like, well, that's 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 got to be tough enough you know but the cool thing about it <coughs> excuse me is is it does work and you do hit the pedal and then it's got a second pedal where you launch it right so one charges it and the other launches it well it also has a little lever you can flip up called flurry mode okay and then it fires as fast as you can stomp the pedal so you could have three or four clays in the air at the same time from the same little spring powered thrower and that is freaking cool. That is something I could not do with my other thrower. Like if you that's wanted to do, cool. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to do doubles or triples, you better have that thrower and two guys with hand throwers, because that's the only way you're getting it. Right? This thing, you just step on the pedal, and every time you let off the pedal, it throws a clay. Bang, 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 bang. You can get three in the air in like a second and a half. No problem.
1: So oh. Okay, we're not looking for Claymore Mines or Claymore Swords. <laughs> Caldwell Claymore. No, no, I, I found it. That was just one of the options. It's actually, I've actually been looking at this thing while you've been talking. This thing's pretty stinking cool.
0: It is really cool.
1: It took um, me a moment to figure out what you meant by stepping on the pedal, but now that I see it, it like, the. Yeah, it's it's basically like I was I, I was thinking of a pedal like off to the side or something like that. The fact that it's actually no, you're just using your body weight to crank the spring down. Yep. That that actually makes a whole hell of a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. I mean you're you're letting gravity and your own body weight do the work.
1: And it just and and, and the funny thing is is there's a picture of a guy about my size going, Yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's is pretty easy. You know, and I, I watched the video on it and watched another video and the guy's kid comes over. He's about, you know, my, my daughter's size and the kid's doing it. And I'm like, well, how great is that? And you could do it yourself. So, I mean, you could sit there like Bona and I practice like doing it ourselves. So, like, he would pump the thing and it'd throw clay and he'd just, he'd shoot it. It works. It's so, super so you easy. in
1: fact, buy one?
0: Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. We went and bought it yesterday when our clay, when our thrower broke. I'm like, crap, I'm going to have to weld this thing back together because um, it's stainless steel. And Do All Outdoors does not sell the spring shackle as a replacement part. So I'm like, well, crap.
1: Well, that that would make too much sense.
0: Yeah, of course. Easy. You know, they sell all the motorized parts and stuff, but they don't sell the damn thing that's good, the wear and tear part, right? Which is just a piece of flat bar with some with a circle in one end and an eyelet in the other that holds the the rotating pin to the spring, right? That's all it does. But we've had so many clays through this thing, about 12 to 15,000 as far as we can figure, that it just wore out. It just it just wallowed it out until it got thin enough to break. Really? It happens. It happens. I mean, it's it's part of the, you know,
1: cost of doing business when you do a lot of clays. So uh, Look, I'll I'll give you an example of something in my day-to-day life that shows you that I get it, and it's not going to make a whole lot of sense to everybody, but uh, every time you – I work with medical lasers, if people who don't know, and every time you fire the laser, a shutter opens. Now, if you've got to fire the laser multiple times, you can hold the trigger, and it'll give you like one zap per second. Or you can press down on the trigger every time you want to fire, and every time it does it, there's the click that you hear the, the shutter opening. Now, as someone who also works with the repair guys for these, I know there's only a certain number of times, unknown number of times, that that shutter is going to open before it dies. Yep. And I, every time I hear that, I twitch. <laughs>
0: You're like, it's coming. Just hold it's the coming. fucking
1: button down.
0: <laughs> I don't want to replace it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's a wear and tear item. You know that it's going it's going to do it, right? It's going to wear out eventually, right? Any anything like that will. Um this is the first time I've worn out a thrower. You know, I mean, we've we've put a lot of wear and tear well, on that thrower. You well,
1: know, you know, if you wore out a thrower before, he's called Buana. <laughs> yeah, every week.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. So I, we we purchased it yesterday. We went down to Shields and and um, we uh, I went down to Shields. Uh, although he did pay for half of it, so I was he must have really felt bad and wanted one. Um, well, I
1: would also get. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I would also guess that at uh, well, so I'm looking at anything from 300 to 150, depending on how exciting you want to get with it. That that's a whole lot less expensive than one of the battery operated ones.
0: Yeah, uh, if it, no, it, it completely is. the The one we have is about 450 to 500 dollars, depending on where you get it, and that does not include the cost of the batteries. So, I mean, go to Walmart. And go find a 650 crank, you know, cold cranking amp battery and see how much that sucker is going to cost you. That's probably another 80 to 100 bucks. And you, you know, if you're going to shoot all day, that's times two. So you're now out 700 bucks for a day of shooting
1: versus just having to step
0: on the damn pedal. Just versus just having to step on the pedal. And oh, by the way, the pedal version with its flurry mode, can do things that the electric one cannot. Which is throw two or three clays in and put two or three clays in the air for you to shoot at at the same time. Which the other one has a 15-second or 10 or 15-second reload time. So you couldn't do that if you wanted to. So for 300 bucks, we were like, this is stupid. Oh, and by the way, it's lighter. It folds up to the, you know, like it's got what I call egg mode, which it folds up into a tiny little... Uh, area, so that you can carry it in your truck and/or car or whatever, and it weighs about two thirds what the other thrower did. And I'm like, this is stupid. What? <laughs> I'll just get this, you know? and and Bona and I split it. And it like we've only used it for a couple hours thus far, so I mean, it's not a long distance test or anything. But it works, and it does really well. We enjoyed the crap out of it. We were shooting doubles all day. I mean. We threw a lot more clays than we normally do, but but that's fine, you know. It oh, was... oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Does
1: Claymore make clays as well? Uh, I don't think so. I don't I think. I was going to say, are they creating their own commodity market? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. No, I I no, think... no, they do. Oh, do they? Oh no, no, no. Caldwell just, makes just clays. A, example of uh, the clay for the clay thrower. Never mind, that's not actually theirs. Yeah. No? Uh, okay. Yeah, I I don't think they do, but. Kind of, uh, kind of like Xerox is not really in the uh, business, paper business. copy machines. Yeah. They're in the business of toner cartridges. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are not actually in the thrower business. So they're in the clay business. <laughs> and if we can get you throwing more at one time. Awesome. 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 Yeah. No,
0: not at all. Eh? They, it's just a really well-designed, um, uh, no battery required um, clay thrower. And, and it throws as far... As because it throws about, we were getting about fifty yards out of it, which is better than our our um, current you know,
1: it's one. Pretty stinking good. I yeah. Mean, typically speaking, if you're using birdshot, if that thing's fifty yards out, you're not get. You may catch a pellet in the corner of it somewhere along the line, but that's really about it.
0: Yeah. So I mean, we're normally hitting around thirty-five. You know, thirty to forty yards. Thirty-five is the sweet spot. Is really where we're we're hitting. So this thing's cranking them out there at fifty yards. I mean, we measured because um, you can find clay pieces and you know ones that were missed and stuff like that. It's fifty yards. So oh, um, shit. It,
1: here's one of your battery powered versions. That they actually had to put on a cart.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's che- it's not cheap either.
1: No, it's twenty five hundred bucks.
0: Yeah. Um, so this thing for three hundred bucks will keep you entertained all day. All you have to do is step on it, and. Hell, Carrie has a job now. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. And there wasn't anybody who didn't go, oh, that's neat. Let me step on it. So uh, everybody liked it. Nobody complained. Oh, it's not as good as an one. Nobody gave a crap once they found out you could start throwing multiple clays. Everybody was like, oh, that's sweet. At the
1: sweet. end of the day, does anybody give a shit if the clay ends up in the air?
0: <laughs> yeah. Apparently, the answer to that is no. <laughs> as long as it goes, they don't really care. So I, I think it's a great investment. It worked great. Um, we, we had some smashed clays. I think I got to uh, calibrate it a little bit differently. There's some calibration you got to do with it and everything, because every once in a while, it would huck one of them out there and you know, 10 pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, but that was only in flurry mode. So I'm guessing I, I got to readjust something a little bit. But I, for 300 bucks that is that is a lot of value for for what it is in in a clay throw that is unbelievable and i am not being paid in any way to i paid them um i'm not this isn't a sponsorship or anything like that they did re, it did really well and if you're into that kind of thing it's worth the money or at least the money is a backup in case your other one breaks
1: i'm looking at a comparison between this a hand throw and electric thrower and i love the categories they've got portable <laughs> Electric thrower, Big Red X. No batteries required. Electric thrower, obviously, Big Red X. I like the fact that reduced arm fatigue, hand thrower, Big Red X. Yeah.
0: Multiple fire modes, Big Red X. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really uh, a good idea. It really is. It's a good idea. It's well executed. It's made of steel. It it's really pretty tight as far as a solution to a problem a lot of of sporting clay people have, right? Like if you're just out there, you're not doing skeet, you're not doing trap or, or anything
1: special. Okay. It's just I, I'm I'm pretty sure I already know the answer to my question just because it would m- make sense. But it, it's it does have enough weight that it's not twanging itself every time it throws that you have to like keep putting it back over onto its actually you know, four things does it.
0: Unlike our electric thrower, which dances all around, this thing did not move an inch. We went through 400 clays today. It was in the same position, in the same spot in the dirt. It did not dance. It did not wiggle. It did not move for 400
1: clays. Okay, that's impressive. It is because I was, I, very I, once impressive. again, looking at another picture of it, I was looking at it like, you know, I could see the thing getting a little twanged or like, you know, throwing fall over on its side or something nope. like that. And apparently I'm wrong. Nope.
0: It is. It. I know it looks like that. It looked like that to me. I was like, man, this thing's going to shimmy and shake it. We're going to have to put sandbags on the legs and it's going to. Nope. None of that. None of it. It is exactly, it is one of the very few products in this, the, in this kind of industry that is exactly as advertised. I, I could not have been more impressed. So, um, to me, that was a huge win for, for our hobby. Um, cause it's just so damn easy and it folds up, and you can just throw it in the back of the truck. You can throw it in the back seat. You can throw it anywhere. Cause, and that's another big problem. Like with, um, and you know that when it says portable, that's kind of what they're talking about. A standard, uh, a thrower will take up at least a quarter, maybe a third, if it's in fully extended mode, uh, depending on how big it is, of the back of your truck. I mean, and they're and you got to strap them down all kinds of ways, and you got to, you know, make sure they're not going to fall over because they'll hurt themselves or they'll break the arm or any of that stuff. This thing folds basically into, into itself, and you can throw it anywhere. It's got a nice strong strap on it, and everything's locked down. It's got a safety pin that you put through the, the device uh, so that the arm cannot come out. And, and hurt anything or wiggle or hit anybody or anything like that, and you just throw it in the back of the truck. I, we threw it in the back seat on the way home. I was like, "Fuck it." So, I, I, it's very difficult to complain about something like that. No, it looks awesome. Yeah, it was it was really cool. But we we saw that in in uh, Scattergun magazine uh, for two thousand or twenty twenty three, and I was just like, "What a wonderful idea." <laughs> like why? Why is this the first time we've had one of these? Uh, it was just really well done, and we were super impressed with it. And it's not expensive, you know, like three hundred bucks. It, okay, it's expensive for for throwing clays. That's expensive, but but compared to other options you have, it's not, not even a little bit. Um, considering you know five, six, seven hundred dollars to to fully rig out an electric thrower this thing is is way on the cheap and honestly all you have to do is step you know just put your weight on it step down and it's loaded you know charged and ready to go off you go you know and it's got a release pedal right next to the charging pedal so if you have it in single fire mode you just step on the big pedal and then when you're ready to fire step on the little pedal and it's just a little tap um in flurry mode as fast as you can step on that big pedal it'll throw clays so uh, I was seriously impressed.
1: Uh, I bet you what's going on in flurry mode is the fact that the, it's not dropping the clay fast enough to and the springs hitting it and rather than it going clean through, it's, it's uh, catching somewhere along the line and shattering the
0: clay. That's what we thought as well. And there's a calibration that you can do that um, I didn't <laughs> when I said it, I just set it up, put the thing on it, shoved it in the dirt and went, all right, we're ready. <laughs> That's That's as much <laughs> calibration as I do. I skip that step <laughs> entirely? Um, so about every fourth clay in fr- flurry mode, um, it it has a problem. Um, I'm sure it's because I skipped the calibration step or the alignment step. I, I'm positive that that is the case. Um, but even then, God dang that thing's too much. It's just too much fun. Uh, so that was that was a a smart purchase and uh, we were very pleased with it
1: but if you have the means i highly recommend
0: i i really do i mean this is really this is really pretty cool uh, but uh, i thought today that well, I would...
1: I, I, i'm gonna i'm gonna throw in one last piece to that which is it's amazing how when you find something that just it, it's not even conse- the thing that you would think of as being consequential because we spend so much time talking about the different firearms and stuff like that, but you found something in- ancillary, and it just made you happy. Yeah, it did. Like, it
0: really did. It's like, wow, this thing is freaking sweet. And, uh, you know, people came up and wanted to shoot it or wanted to play with it. You know, they're like, oh, can I do it? Can I do this stuff? And I'm like, yeah, run right You know, get up there. I'm like hitting the button is everybody's like, oh God, I got to hit the button for him. Nobody was doing that with this. Everybody wanted to step on it. Everybody wanted to shoot it. Everybody wanted to play with it and reload it. And can I put it in flurry mode? You just flip up the toggle and off it goes. And, and you're like, everybody was just enamored with it. It's, it's really kind of a neat deal. And you're right. It's like that ancillary piece of gear that you don't really put a lot of thought into it. It has to be there, but, you know, it it isn't the exciting part normally. And today it kind of was, um, even in its own simplicity, right? It's not complex. Um, you know, it's, it's sort of like somebody said, okay, I'm going to take one of those old bicycle pumps and use that same motion you know the ones I'm talking. You're old enough. You actually know the ones I'm talking yes, about. Yes, I know
1: exactly what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> it's I'm going to take that motion, and I'm going to make it work a spring because nobody wants to, to like, try and he-man this thing around, and you're always worried you're going to get caught or it's going to fly around or or whatever, and you get tired. It's Nobody wants to do that, and electric ones are expensive. I'm going to solve this problem. There's got to be a happy middle ground, and they found one. Uh, it's, it's super impressive. But uh yeah I, I was pretty happy about that. however, I, I alluded to this earlier. Um, I have made no secret of my copious disdain of the Browning BPS pump action shotgun <laughs> uh, if you if you're an avid listener, you have you have seen many times uh that I tend to um, badmouth it. I've had one before. Um, it did not go well. And I've pretty much steered clear for, it, for uh, of it for six years and badmouthed it the entire time. Well, um, as it happened... It's not a bad-looking
1: shotgun. It's not. It's not. Um, and, it is, and it is one of your bottom ejectors, which you tend to have a thing for.
0: I, I love bottom ejecting shotguns. I, I, do. I don't know if I'm
1: using the correct terminology. No, nope, that, that, that
0: is absolutely correct. It is a bottom ejecting shotgun. That is, it is a pump-action bottom ejecting shotgun. Uh, they have them in several grades. Uh, the only grade I have ever owned is field grade, which is wood-stocked and uh, the rest of it is either gunmetal or black. Um, older ones are a little bit more blow, blued, and newer ones are blacked. Um, they are not a cheap gun. Uh, if you wanted to go buy one today, they still make it. It is. It starts around $800 um, for a pump... No, this is a pump-action shotgun, okay? A field-grade pump-action shotgun starts around $800 bucks for this thing. Right.
1: Now, now, I will say that the synthetic version is... I think the only term I could use for it is ugly. Oh yeah, yeah. The Woodstock one doesn't look that bad, but the synthetic one, yeah, it, it doesn't look good. It, it it really,
0: I I don't now, like. And, the and I know
1: that's ones. important to you. That's why I throw that out there.
0: It is now. If you look at, um, you know what, I'm gonna find for you an older one and I'll let you see this, and now you'll, and, and you'll see why I like it. Hold on here. Copy image, uh, and I'm going to throw it in the chat for us. Um, now, this is the kind that I had and, and that I was expecting to see. And this is an older one. This is made in like the 60s and, or the 70s and 80s type um, yep. where they had a better grade of stock, the uh,
1: the steel is
0: blue. Well, that, that,
1: that was before they figured out that cutting down the Brazilian rainforest was a bad thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're really, they can be pretty guns. Um, the versions that they make now, I don't find near as attractive. However, the one sitting in the barn was an old version. And I okay, so I alluded earlier to to the guy who was uh, the Browning rep who was telling me, okay, on the trigger group, there is a pin located towards the front. It is a it's a half moon pin so it's it's kind of uh, it's it's got half a circle uh, cut out so it has a bottom that is flat and a rounded top on the, the if you're looking at this pin And if the pin, is in the rounded part down on the trigger group the gun will not go back together no matter what you do it will not the trigger group won't go back in the gun it just won't you can get it 75% in if you push really hard maybe 85% in
1: but it won't it won't go and it damn sure won't fire And worst part about it is, I'm now looking at a picture right now that says slide lock pin. (laughs) Yep. Well, actually, no. The hammer pin must be positioned correctly. Yes, must. Absolutely
0: must. Now, (laughs) there is there is no. Maybe it's close. There is no man i hope I got that right or i got it in but i'm not sure if it's in the right position
1: if it's not in the right position the gun won't go okay <laughs> well not but i but i can see what you're saying is the fact that if you don't uh if you don't if you didn't know what you were looking for that it, it wouldn't have gone well that's it yeah it's such a slight thing and it doesn't
0: like there's no other uh, indications there's no any anything right and and if you don't know this you are in for a hard day when you take this thing apart and then try and put it back together it's it's going to suck and and it took us embarrassingly um the last time we had it hours hours and what happened is you know we were we were putting it together and we were working the trigger and we were doing the hammer. We thought maybe something was catching and everything. And if you work the trigger, if you put the hammer down and work the trigger enough, eventually that pin will spin into the right place and you'll get it to go, which is what happened with us.
1: Now, now I will say that I clicked on the one picture just to get an idea of what it is that you were talking about. And I had 600 come up that basically all say, hammer pin must be in this position for reassembly.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Must be. Right? And this is... This is before you know, like we would storm YouTube if we were having a question or something like that. Like my dad
1: and I oh, were. No, like, oh no, no, I, I'm, I'm might be teasing you, but remember, I was born with a Y chromosome too. I don't read instructions either. No, we, it's like it was a pump action shotgun. It has one freaking, you know, a uh, uh, pin. It's a one pin
0: trigger group. Now we didn't know <laughs> this is an internal pin, and it's very sensitive about where it is, right? We had no idea. So when we we finally got this thing back together and and my dad was like, "Do you want this thing?" cuz I don't want it. I'm like, I I don't want it at all. So we got rid of it and that was the last thing and I have been to my regrettable shame bad mouthing that gun for the last 6 years.
1: Well, you just got one that's rusted closed did you get a chance to free it open and fire it
0: actually i did uh i took it all apart i soaked it in uh mineral spirits for a couple of days uh got the uh brass wire brush out and uh got the chamber i did the uh bolt and the extractor and and all the stuff and and did the inside of the receiver pull all the rust off of it and got it to cycle and with snap caps and then i took it back out uh yesterday Which was a chilly 37 degrees with 15 degree uh, or 15 mile an hour winds.
1: And decided I was going to. Hey, hey, it was snowing here yesterday. We got six inches of snow on the ground, (laughs) and the guys at the Trap Shooting Association were going at it. So, uh, yeah, dude.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Screw you, dude. Yeah, I get it. I get it. And it was like 60 here and beautiful today. So it's like, okay. But. Um, yeah. And I, I took it out yesterday and man, it ran fine. Just absolutely fine. It was a little stiff. Uh, there was only one time where I had to kind of crank on the, sh- uh, the slide to, to eject the round. Um, uh, but that's just because I don't think it's been used in 20 years. Um, it's, it's a 1980 model. Uh, I checked the serial number, so it's been around a bit, but I, I was just so impressed. You know, I'm like, wow, this thing really came back from the dead. And then I brought it home last night. And I'm like, okay, I've watched my videos. I know about the pin. The brown guy told me about the pin. Let me see if this was a bad idea or I'm going to throw this thing into the lake. And... (laughs) and,
1: Well, as you said, it only cost you, what, 75 bucks?
0: Right. And then just redo the stocks and sell the stocks online for the World's Worst Shotgun. And so I gr- I grabbed the pin, put it in the correct position, which is uh, straight part down. Tipped the the uh, trigger group into the receiver while holding the the uh, ejector pins or the ejector uh, 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 plates back, and it went click right in, <laughs> just right in. Not even there wasn't even a hesitation; just click right in. I'm like you, sorry piece of
1: gut. I couldn't even finish the sentence. I was so upset. Uh, did, did, did Buona have a comment on this? I'm, I'm that's gotta be classic if he does. <laughs> well, so or, or was, standing, was it just as simple as. Well, there's your problem.
0: <laughs> Buona was standing right over my shoulder, and in true Buona fashion, he was like, "I'm glad I was here to supervise your inadequacies," and then left. Turned around and left. I swear to God, if I had a shell out, I put it in his butt. You know, <laughs> just racked it. <laughs> boom. Right in his ass. You know, oh, I was furious, you know, because it was my it was my fault. Right. This was this was my fault. This this whole incident, you know, my ignorance caused me to badmouth this poor gun for hey, six I'm years. the one who
1: decided he didn't like H&K because he was putting 380 into the 9mm <laughs> <millimeter>, so. <laughs> so i empathize with you my friend uh, it's just it was like one of those moments you're like oh
0: man i look stupid again you know <laughs>
1: like, this is not the first time i've looked stupid in front of people okay let's just be clear uh, hey hey just remember you actually have to be smart to look that stupid oh, man, it's just, you know, it's sort of like that part
0: in Star Trek where it's like, is the parking brake on? You know, and Sulu, like, reaches over, it's like, (laughs) boop, ready to go. (laughs) It's, you just
1: like, oh. But uh, to its credit, it did great. Now, that being said, though, it was it a, you said it functioned fine, and it was fine, but was it actually like a nice shooter, or is it like one of those ones that's kind of like, okay now i I've, I see what I've been missing all these years or is it just kind of okay, I figured out where I fucked up and now I'm okay and I can do whatever with this thing um
0: yeah, kind of more of the latter. Um, it's it's okay. I, I think I really need the the uh, recoil pad on it is basically concrete. Uh, I, I think I, I've got another recoil pad runner. I got a nice like inch and a quarter Pacmire pad that I need to put on grind to fit pad to put on it um, so that it's a little softer. Um, the the one that was on it was the original one from nineteen eighty and it had solidified. So all the recoil was coming back. <laughs> and uh, so
1: is this is this a keeper or is this a clean up and use as a trade in somewhere along
0: oh, the way? Oh I'll I'll clean it up and sell it. I, I, I won't keep it. Um, it's <laughs> now that you've proved your point? Now that i yeah, I've I've beaten the gun. <laughs> I've beaten this, okay. I've beaten this. I'll. I'll, My plan is actually to refinish the stocks, uh, duracoat the the receiver. It's it's looks like it's been in a barn. Luckily, there's very very little to no pitting, Uh, so I'm gonna uh, black polish or uh, yeah black polished uh, duracoat it or durablue it. Um, for the steel sections, and then I'll put a nice, cushy recoil pad on it uh, from Pacmire and move it on to its next home. Uh, it's got... Um, but, and it is but and a nice gun. It is. It is comparable to the Ithaca and every other down-ejecting shotgun I've ever used. I really like them. Uh, I am going to refinish it. The only reason I think I won't keep it is because it has a barrel choke. Um, so I really like replaceable chokes. Um, you know the screwing kind. Yeah. Um, I if it was a modified, I'd probably keep it, but it's a full, so I I I don't need a full. This is somebody's like goose or duck hunting gun is really what what you would do with this.
1: Well, this is this once you clean it up and make it pretty, you're gonna sling it over your shoulder at a gun show, and somebody's gonna go, oh, how much?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that's that's exactly what'll happen. I've I've never and and the good thing about Browning is it's like reselling a Toyota. Okay, they hold their they hold their value. There's there's a Browning mystique that goes along with uh owning or selling a Browning and and it'll sell. It'll sell. It is it's the old version. It's it's before they in my personal opinion, don't come for me. It's before they started making them ugly. Um with the cheaper wood and the 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 cheaper finishes and and stuff like that. I, I don't particularly like the way they do it now. Um it's it's the older pretty style and it's it's a full choke. So somebody will be into this for like a goose or a duck gun or or some kind of long distance shotgun type stuff. Um I shoot normally as we talked about earlier, I shoot normally 30 to 40 yards uh at clays and this gun work fine for that, but you don't Exactly, get as much as you would out of like a modified or a skeet choke. Uh, so it, it's a nice gun, or it will be, but it's not something I need. But uh, yeah, I um, I have been doing it dirty for six years. The poor BPS, uh, needlessly <laughs> so. Apparently, <laughs> so embarrassing.
1: So, will you be writing Brownie a letter
0: apologizing? man if you know what if they ever want to come on the show and have <laughs> me apologize personally to them for bad-mouthing their gun i will 100 percent do that so i'm like damn it <laughs> you know like i believe i have uh, put it in the same moniker as the the uh arrogant guy on youtube's Uh, garbage rod, I believe I have applied that moniker to it unfairly and unjustly, as it turns out. (laughs) I was the garbage brain. he's
1: talking about a Mosin Nagat, which is a garbage rod. You know, I've never shot one of those, I don't think. Neither have I, but the people I've talked to who have say you don't you don't buy it because you're looking for a long distance accurate comfortable fun to shoot <laughs> gun. It's one of those ones that you buy for the nostalgia factor what,
0: what exactly was wrong with it do, do you know
1: I, that I don't know but I, I think more than anything else it's I think it's if I had to guess I, had, I what I would say is it's uh, communist Eastern Bloc uh, manufacturing. Yeah, well, that'll uh, that'll do it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that's if I had to guess. But do, I don't actually know that for sure. You know, bec- because quite frankly, ever since most of the Eastern Bloc went capitalist, they've actually put out some really nice firearms. Um, but, yeah, so if you're talking about, you know, uh, communist uh, s- Soviet era Eastern Bloc communism, the manufacturing was not known for being the best.
0: Wasn't the Mosin Nagat the same rifle that Vasily Zaitsev, um used in World War II?
1: Yes, but that also says that if you'd have given him a, a nice Garand, he probably would have been even deadlier. <laughs> probably. <laughs> it, 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 I think that what I think that says is more about Vasily Zaitsev than it, do, than it does about the, the Nagat. Yeah,
0: he was just that good that he could do yeah. that, you know. Um it's sort of like Carlos Hathcock. You know, Carlos Hathcock did some incredible, crazy crap in in, in Vietnam. And, and you, when you look at his rifle, you're like, really? <laughs> Holy crap. You did that with a Remington 700 with that scope on it? Yes. Yes, he did. And it, it is, it's amazing, you know.
1: But... Um, Well, yeah, these are the old guys who look at some of the shit people put on their guns now and go, just making it too easy. You know, my dad does that. In fact, he had a conversation
0: today with uh, a a younger shooter who is very into ARs and AR-style firearms. And, of course, as you know, Buona would use it as a stick maybe, but as a firearm, um, he is of the stern opinion that... um, Eugene Stoner should have stayed in his workshop and not released this contraption upon the world but um, now to be fair my father has that opinion because the version of it that he had in Vietnam that they handed him when he was stepping off into the jungle we'll be gentle and say it was not the best suited for or tested for the environment in which it
1: found itself in. <laughs> yes. The, the original M 16 was terrible. There's a reason why they went to the M four. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah.
0: Y- yeah. Uh, my father would ex- just, um, uh, expound on it's not goodness. Um, Many and he did today for a, a clean 15 minutes. Uh, he, I mean, he's got his thing on it, you
1: know, like, uh, uh, but I, and I get it. I, I even like hearing the them talk about how they figured out that, uh, y- y- having armor piercing rounds everywhere was not necessarily the right thing to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, fellas, if the guy's wearing body armor, it's great. But if not, it takes a whole lot more to make him go down. (laughs) Exactly. It's it's basically in and out of there so fast it doesn't really
0: create a wound channel. It's just sort of self seals. Um, Like, like, fuck, I knew I hit him. (laughs) I know I hit him. His shirt's red. What the hell, man? Yeah, it's it's not good. Um, Yeah, I didn't. Like, the only World War II pistol or, or firearm in general that I am interested in is not for any purpose in that it is collectible of World War II firearm. I want it because it's the gun Han Solo carried, <laughs> um, which is a Mauser C96, as mentioned earlier today, um, a Mauser C96. It is my favorite World War II gun, not for any reason in any way that associates it with its actual use, creation, or function.
1: You're just going to turn it into a Han Solo guy. you
0: damn right I am. <laughs>
1: yeah, you betcha. <laughs> uh, I have to say that I would really, really enjoy having a 30 carbine. Those are pretty cool. I, and now, they're also not known for being the best firearms under the sun. I just think they're neat looking. And if I found one at the right price when I actually had money, I would buy one. I've actually a couple of times looked at some of the replicas that actually are nine millimeter carbines instead but well, yeah I just think it's neat looking I
0: uh, it, it's interesting because when Buona first started um, shooting the homesteader uh, the Henry homesteader, he said, my God, this feels like a 30 carbine Now he had shot a 30 carbine in the service and he said it was a he thought it was a wonderful
1: gun. Um, well, I don't know who the actual manufacturer is because it's coming through one of the places that just imports a lot of firearms from Kiapa. But Kiapa, at yeah. one point in time, had a 30 carbine that was actually a nine millimeter.
0: Ooh, that's basically a homesteader. I mean, that's yeah, real close, real yeah. close to what that is. I mean, it's is really nice. I he loves is the homesteader. It is, it is just a wonderful, wonderful rifle and and or pistol caliber carbine. Um, I, I didn't have much use for it in suburbia, but when he's out there on, you know, five acres of land and everybody else around him has acreage and acres and acres and acres, and it's just flat prairie out there. And you've got coyotes and wolves and rabbits and groundhogs and critters all over everywhere. Skunks, raccoons, a PCC is actually a super useful thing to have.
1: Especially if it's a skunk, you want to get those at a distance.
0: Yeah. Like 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 far away, <laughs> as far away as you can safely manage. Honestly, uh, and it's just a wonderful thing to have. So I would totally be on board with a thirty carbine. I think it's a neat rifle. I think it looks cool. Uh, you know, it, it reminds me kind of like the old Marlin twenty um, twos or a, a Ruger ten
1: twenty two or something. Um, well I think the Ruger 1022 is basically based on that just really? as a 22 I think so. I, I could be like way off because because remember, the other thing the Ruger does is the Mini 14, which is basically a 556 5. version of that.
0: Yeah, and, and that's one Bono loved was the Mini 14. He thought that was a fantastic rifle. Uh, <laughs> so did the 18. <laughs> exactly.
1: Never hit anything never hit anything with them. Nothing, Nothing loved them.
0: <laughs> it was a great thing to have in the van. Uh, I, I, I didn't know that it's, uh, and I've, I've always been kind of a, a bolt action guy when it comes to rifles. I, I prefer that. Um, just, I, I you know me, I prefer the lever action. So yeah. And, and lever action. Well, I, I and I say I prefer bolt actions. I have whoa, two bolt actions and two lever actions. So, um, I've got a Savage Axis, um, in six, five Creedmoor that I've completely rebuilt. And I've got a Lakefield, which was um, what Savage bought Lakefield to produce, to take the patent, the patterns and the machine works to produce the Savage Mark II. Um, But I have a Lakefield 22 bolt action, uh, magazine fed uh, 22 rifle. Um, Those are my two bolts. And then the lever actions, I of course have what used to be Jake's uh 44 mag henry and i have a marlin 336 w um i think it's 336 w um thirty thirty. 30 and uh,
1: you, you know at at some point in life one of the things on my list when i can actually go back to doing this again is uh, you know i i really want to tack out a um a lever action, but I won't do it with my 44 Marlin. Excuse me, not 44 Henry. Excuse me. <laughs> I was going to say, you going to tack out the Henry, dude? No, no, no. I, I, I refuse to do it with that one. But that being said, <laughs> what I what I want to do is take a tack out a 357 Magnum one and make it basically an anti-personnel lever action.
0: That is a super popular choice right now. I got to tell you, I mean, a lot of folks are doing it and they look clean. And
1: uh, and the thing is, is I think I'll probably do it with like a Rossi or something like that. I probably won't go so <laughs> far as to buy a Henry to do it. But. What,
0: you're not going to buy the Smith & Wesson? <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, <laughs> I didn't, didn't no, I, I can buy a Rossi for seven hundred bucks at the moment versus the three hundred and fifteen versus the uh, the Smith and Wesson that they won over a grand for. Well, you said you have a softness for HKs and Smith or Springfield's and Smith and Wessons. No, I have a, a a spot in the back of my head that goes. You should buy, it's the little devil on my shoulder (laughs) who's just trying to fuck with me, going, you should buy one of those. You should get one of those. You'll (laughs) love it. (laughs) And then I've got the one on my other shoulder going, you never like those, though. (laughs) You shoot them once and you go, why did I do this? I'm so stupid. I shouldn't have done this. (laughs) So, yeah, I'll probably actually end up buying, like, a Rossi at 357 and, and you know, tack it out, put the the tactical stock and the foregrip on it and stuff like that and turn it into, like, an anti-personnel.
0: Oh, that's a fantastic option. I think I think you'd like that. I think you'd but, enjoy but, it. But,
1: but as I said, I refuse to do it with the Henry. Oh,
0: man. I, I couldn't imagine just, like, destroying a Henry like that. Could you? I mean, they're so pretty. And they work so well and they shoot so smooth and, and, you know, although the only shotgun Shannon owns is a Rossi. And
1: I I was going to say the only the only thing I would do if I was going to do it with a Henry, what I ended up buying is one of the Henry X's, one of the actual tactical Henry's and just pulling all that synthetic stuff off. (laughs) Because
0: of course you would. I
1: mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, well, uh, it, once again, if you, if it's if you buy a wood framed Henry, getting rid of that beautiful stock and that beautiful foregrip for to to turn into a tactical yeah. model, is a is just blasphemy.
0: Yeah, it's it's just a crime, and that's
1: and that's coming from a guy who prefers a tactical firearm.
0: <laughs> yeah, but even you, even you get bit, bitten by the oh that's so pretty bug every uh, once in a while, not often, but, but every
1: once in a while. But if you bought like one of the X model Henrys that's already somewhat tacked out with synthetic stock and synthetic foregrip and just replacing those that 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 wouldn't hurt your soul.
0: Probably not. Uh I but you're right. It would hurt
1: your pocketbook but well, not your soul.
0: Yeah, your wallet would be light, you know, they just bend you over at the counter. But um you're right, go with the Rossi. Uh, you know, I've had no, I've had very little. Who is who makes Rossi? Is that a uh,
1: uh, it's Brazilian,
0: Brazilian? Okay,
1: yeah. Uh, uh and, and I've had one before. They're actually nice lever actions. The only reason why I got rid of it was because I had the Henry, and it was kind of like. Which well, one of these am I going to shoot?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, incredibly so. I mean, I, I haven't had much experience with the Rossies. The only one I have, like I said, and I don't have it, it's Shannon's. Um, is Shannon has what we call her ranch gun, which is the Rossi um, SS Tuffy in green, um, and it's a little four ten. It's it's a lovely. Now we uh, we have the eighteen inch barrel version it is a lovely little 410 shotgun it has a saddle on each side of the stock for um i've color coded them for her one side the uh, the green side is snake that's number six snake load so if she gets a a danger noodle she can shoot that and the other side is all anti-people so the red side
1: is people the green side is critters now, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, once again, we've talked about this, when, when you have nothing else better to do in your shop and you decide to make a Henry stock for me, some, that's what I plan on doing with my little 410 axe. Not, but keeping it wood.
0: Yeah. No, I, I would totally do that. That's, that's yeah. a fantastic not, thing yeah, to do.
1: Yeah, not, not synthetic like this, but keeping it wood and just kind of making it into that. So, You know, uh, the axe is i mean like i
0: understand the need or or the 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 thought behind a mare's leg right cuz that's effectively what that is yeah um i understand the the need for it and everything um my problem is it's difficult to get any kind of accuracy with a even a 410 shotgun round going off in your hand without four points of contact on the gun I'm not saying it can't be done. I've seen have a lot of videos of people one. doing it.
1: What's that? Have you fired one? Have you shot one? A mare's uh, leg? Oh, no. A, an actual, specifically a Henry Axe. I have not, no. Okay. It's smoother than you would think it is. Okay. Well, that's good. Okay. Now, now that being said, I still want a shoulder stock on mine so that I can actually really, truly, honestly aim the sucker. <laughs> so I do get where you're coming from. It's just not as bad as you might think it is. Well... I, I I can tell you where because I
0: I haven't had a mare's leg in my hand right, and specifically well, I've not had the a. The
1: other thing is is I'm talking also with like a a um a 410 shell, not a 410 slug. I'm not sure I could hit a, if if it was if like a mare's leg of 357 or a 44 mare's leg. I don't think I could hit anything with it. Well, I've tried. I, I'm, I'm yeah. talking about like sprinkling out a a 410 shell.
0: Yeah, I. I kind of agree with that. Uh, I've I've shot a a three fifty seven mare's leg, not a Henry, but uh, just one that was a, a mare's leg and, and which is a style of gun for those of you who are wondering what the hell we're talking about. You can look it up. It's it's it looks like a a, a Henry X. That's what basically what one is. And I shot a three fifty seven. I could not hit the broadside of a damn barn with it. I had to put both hands on it and it kicks so hard that, you know, like Unless they were ten feet from me, I wasn't really going to hit much. Um, it was it was unwieldy and and I, I likened it to I had at one point a Bond Arms Derringer that I got from Bona, and he couldn't use it because it's wildly inaccurate. Um, it's probably the best of the Derringers, by the way. If you've ever had a Bond Arms, oh, the rest of them are terrible. <laughs> um, they're 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 the best of the Derringers. Okay. If but you but bite... even then we
1: we remember my my attempt at shooting the nine millimeter bond arms. Yeah, <laughs> Shot, got got one round right in the middle of the forehead, one round right in the middle of the belly button. Took it the piece of paper out, and the guy went, "Wow, that's pretty good." And I went, "Yeah, I was aiming for the heart." <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> it's it's the accuracy is not really there. Um, I had a, a, the Snake Slayer 4, which was the 410-45 Long Colt. And you want to talk about stuff going off in your hand. Um, put a 45 Long Colt in a 4-inch tube, basically, and then hold the 4-inch tube. That's what a Derringer is. Okay, that's You get a little bitty, tiny, curved handle... And it's well made don't get me wrong the bond arms guns are very well made it's stainless steel they're solid they're heavy they're they're very positive controls they they're they're classy even i mean they're well well made but at the end of the day you still have a 410 shotgun shell or a a 45 long colt going off in your fingers it is wildly difficult to control. And I, I can't imagine the nine millimeter was fantastically better, obviously from your, mm, your not really, you're shooting. It's it's not the greatest. Um, a derringer, for my part, a derringer is exactly what it should always be, which is a belly gun. And what I mean by that is you stick it in someone's belly before you fire it cuz you're not going to get much accuracy any other way. Um and now they've got the ridiculous one. What's it called? The uh the the, the, cy- mono the Cyclops Cyclops, yeah.
1: The single barrel 4570.
0: God. Talk about a horrible
1: idea. <laughs> I mean <laughs> like this is not a good plan. Like <laughs> this this makes you wonder some who who was sitting there one day going, "You know what we ought to do?" <laughs>
0: I got an idea. A great idea? No, a horrible idea. <laughs> this is this is what I think we should do. <laughs> and, and they went, "Yeah." <laughs> like, dude, what is? No, look, I, I understand people's fascination. We're sell
1: millions of those. Oh God!
0: <laughs> like I can understand. The, the lever action guy's wanting to bring the 4570 back. It's kind of historical. It's kind of cool. You know, you can put it in a small rifle, and get a big round through it. I, I get it. Okay. B- but a
1: pistol? A handheld Derringer? You ever seen the video of the dude shooting it? Oh, once again, 4570, if you're going to put it into a rifle because you're out there hunting elk, moose, something <laughs> of that nature, I get it. But. In a handgun, I—I I, I mean, I've—I haven't seen revolvers in 4570 and It's kind of like, really? What? Really? Well, yeah. What? What are you doing with that? Um, well, it, it, for the for the record, it's the uh, the people who make the uh, BFR, which is also made by which is stands for Big Fucking Revolver. Yeah. Um, who's also made by the same people that make the Desert Eagles, <laughs> which is another why. Yeah. Why?
0: i mean to to my mind a forty five seventy is about the same ish as far as kick goes as a three oh eight okay it's real similar to me and i whoa I just i I don't know why you need that in a pistol like like what do you do okay and I get you know like everybody's like oh what's the application for this no 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 it's not even that it's like what is it you plan to do with this? With any type of success, with a forty-five seventy going off, even in a pistol, even like you're saying, even in a BFG,
1: even in a BFG, what well, are you accomplishing with that? There, well, there's better things to do. I mean, you, you can get a Smith and Wesson four fifty four that'll treat you better than that. Yeah, it's still a big ass it's, round that's going to beat the shit out of you, but it's still going to treat you better than that if you're like for example in bear country.
0: Yeah, at um, least it's still a pistol round. You know, a 4570 yes. is not a pistol round. Okay? It's kind of a rifle round and a Big one, okay. Anytime you see anything compared with a three hundred eight, which I guarantee you, there's a 308 4570 comparison around the. Co- just type it into Google. You will find a ton of them. Which one's better? You know, the answer is not in a pistol. All right, <laughs> that's that's the answer. <laughs> like I get it. Or or like say if you wanted to do a a um, you know a, a Smith and Wesson five hundred. You know, okay. At least it's still a pistol. It's still fifty caliber, but it's it's like I, I've shot a fifty caliber handgun. It's not fun. Uh <laughs> um in fact, the um the IMI uh that I had very briefly for like a week before I ran a magazine through it and went, oh no, thank you. Um I had <laughs> uh <laughs> I had an IMI that had a switchable barrel, right? So you could put 44 mag or 50 caliber in it and in this gun i couldn't tell the difference really between 44 mag and 50 caliber i there was no discernible difference to me both of them were wildly overpowered uh and i couldn't really hold a pattern or or hang on to it or anything and it was the gun is incredibly heavy and i'm like nope
1: (laughs) next please Okay, I, I, I will admit that there is something out there that I've been looking at that thankfully it'll probably be, as I've said, a couple of years before I can afford to buy one. But if the everything keeps going the same way it is, I think somewhere along the line somebody wants me to try out a 10-millimeter. You know? Because, it, it, you know, there, there's a lot of new 10-millimeters coming out. I have
0: seen... Both in ammunition and firearms in the case, ten millimeters creeping into cases around here, and I keep asking why. Like, wh- what are you doing? Like, wh- why? What's what's? Uh, I thought I mean, we all agreed nine was better. You know, you <laughs> More know, control even
1: like came up with their new P320 X10 and put a compensator on the front of it to make life nice for everybody, and and I'm sitting there looking at that going. I'm not in bear country, but still. <laughs> I mean,
0: it doesn't sound like a lot, right? Like, going from 9 to 10 millimeter doesn't sound like a lot. Oh, it is. But it is, okay? <laughs>
1: if you've ever shot one, um, there there is a difference. Now, I will say that SIG went put a compensator in the front of their P320X10 to make it a little bit more controllable, whereas... Glock has now had a Gen 5 version of the um, uh, the, the uh, Glock 29, which is their Glock 26 size version of a 10-millimeter.
0: I mean, uh, all you have to do is put a 10-millimeter bullet next to a comparable 9-millimeter bullet, and you will see the powder load difference in that projectile.
1: Well, all of forty calibers, and that'll beat the shit out of you. Is a cut down ten millimeter.
0: Oh yeah, like a like a forty Smith and Wesson or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: that's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to shoot. They yeah, issued... somewhere
1: along the line, I think I'm gonna have to try out the X10 from uh, from Sig just to see. What <laughs> I would like to do is find a place to actually try it out before actually purchasing it. But yeah, rent it. We know how I we know how I am about this. <laughs> I'll see it in a case somewhere when I actually have money at some point in life. Going, um, I, I, I could buy that. I
0: could, I could do it. I could do it today, like right now. I could do it. Yeah. Well, I wish you luck, sir. Uh, I think you. I think that is that is in your future, and um, you know, possibly in mind when you shoot two rounds out of it and go, <laughs> "Oh, wow!" Does anybody anybody want this? Anybody. <laughs> I'm going to well, go no, back home to 9mm now. On it.
1: I, I insist on finding the one with the compensator on it. I'm not I'm not beating my shit out of myself without <sighs> that. But
0: oh, you're you're going to beat you're, you're going to beat yourself bloody, but you know, ah, oh, uh, there it be. is. The
1: P320 X10 Comp. That's what it is. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, while Jake contemplates his bad decisions, <laughs> we have we have run out of time, and uh, we we will see you hopefully more regularly. Um, we kind of went through uh, a little bit of a weird uh, holiday season, or at least I did, and uh, we had some irregular casting schedules and all that kind of thing. So, uh, and apparently, I just couldn't stop collecting guns. So. Well, that's the reason why we're here. Yeah, indeed it is. So uh, with that in mind, uh, Jake, thank you for for hanging out for close to two hours here. And uh, at least as our time, I probably won't edit or it'll probably be edited down to less than that. But thank you, sir. And uh, you guys (laughs) uh, collect some firearms. Let us know. I haven't checked the email because I suck. Um, In fact, I'll do that right now just to make sure that uh, I'm not missing anybody. Um, But uh, if you have something, let me know. Um, The only one I got was uh, somebody was asking about a Sears Model 101.100 that I used to have. And uh, it was, you know, he had a firing pin problem. And it's like, oh, man, I do not know... (laughs) Uh, but thank you guys. We will, uh, we will talk to you again, uh, as soon as we can, or as soon as we get back, uh, from more information and everything shot show was a little weird this year, so we didn't get as much information, but, uh, or as many new guns, but, uh, much love to y'all have some safe firing and, uh, we will talk to you next time. On behalf of Jake Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawkseyeguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.